to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have MD3 on the line, and he is the Chief Property Solver over at MD3 Property Solutions. Uh, MD3, welcome to the show. Hey, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. So I'm excited to get more into your uh, what you're doing as Chief Property Solver over at MD3 Properties. Um, but first, let's get into a little bit more into your background. And of course, uh, how'd you come up with the name MD3? It's a unique name. Tell me more. Well, my formal name is Michael Joseph Donovan III, but typically people can't memorize that. So uh, there's too many Mikes and Michaels in the world. So MD3 was given to me as kind of a nickname uh, just before college started, and it kind of stuck. And I, I, I do want to stand out, and so that helps me do that. That's awesome. Uh, so let's get a little bit further into your background. So how did you get started in business and in your career? Well, as, as a child, I was very creative, and I, I loved building things, and I was, you know, the Lego expert. And But I also learned how to draft. Uh, I, I could uh, uh, draw my own parents' house when I was in fifth grade at perfect scale. And I had no formal wow. training until I got to seventh grade when I actually took my first drafting class. And I really was inspired by this, and uh, I did really well. And the following year, I came back, and I actually drew a whole set of plans for a residential house. And my uh, teacher was very inspired, so he – he, he packed them up and submitted to the California State Fair, and I won a, a blue ribbon in our first place in all of California. It was a, a big deal. I was honored by the LA Unified School District, and I, I made uh, the newspaper, and it was kind of fun. So uh, the following year in ninth grade, I continued, did, continued the same thing, and I, I drew another set of plans, and I built a scale model, type uh, 5, 1-inch one, one scale model, showing how construction is done, and bought miniature furniture to, to, to build the house and submitted that state fair, and I won again. So I hadn't even gotten into high school yet. I've always kind of this architectural prodigy, even at junior high. So uh, that was uh, kind of a clear path to architecture for me to get going. Wow, that's absolutely amazing. What a story. Uh, can't say that I've, uh, I've heard anybody else come up with that. No formal training and to win multiple things and to be that young doing it. Uh, so, you know, there's some there's some younger people listening right now that are maybe, uh, you know, just getting started in their careers or graduating college. And, you know, some of them have that, that creative bent. So whether it's, it could be architecture, it could be the real estate side, it could be, you know, there's a lot of the other things, other routes that you can do on that creative side of the field. Um, what obviously you've been able to make a career off of your talent and your creativity. Uh, what kind of advice would you give to those creatives out there and, and really kind of making a career on their talent? Well, uh, you know, follow your passion and uh, really go get information from the right people. You know, people that have done are doing what you want to do. And so from my experience, you know, I reached out to people that were in the entertainment industry where I grew up in Sun Valley, San Francisco Valley, and I found people that work for Disney or, or Universal Studios, and I really just, just you know, drained the brain of information, how I can get on and where I should go to college and that type of thing, and what was the best career path. And, um, you know, it's, success is, is obvious uh, if you find the people that have done it, and they'll show you the way. Man, that, that's great advice and amazing um, what you've been able to do with it. And, I mean, it was very logical, the path you went. That's awesome. Um, so let, let's switch it up a bit. I want to get into what you're doing um, over at um, MD3 Properties 
Property Solutions. Uh, so first, tell me a little bit more about the, about the business, please. Sure. Uh, well, if you don't mind, I, I kind of like to explain how I got to where I am today um, in, in the career path I've taken, if you don't mind. Um, mm-hmm. So I, my big goal in life was to become an Imagineer and to be work for Walt Disney and design theme parks. I, I graduated uh, from the University of Southern California School of Architecture, and I was part of their first program, so Architecture in Italy, and I was really, really, I was a very good student. I wasn't the best student, but I was clearly the most ambitious and I was always ready to, to break and find an opportunity. And when the opportunity finally happened for me, five years after applying for internships and nothing happened until six months after I graduated, finally got my first interview at, at, at WDI or Walt Disney Imagineering, uh, that just changed my whole career and started my career path. I went on 10 years designing theme parks around the world uh, for Disney, also Universal Studios, and Warner Brothers, Landmark, mostly overseas, and um, about half of them got built. And it was a fascinating career, and I, I truly enjoyed it. So, um, unfortunately, that career did stall or end when 9-11 happened, and the industry just kind of came to a, a giant pause. And so I kind of had to go switch gears and to move into other things. And um, that's when I very reluctantly went back to USC and, and got my master's degree. Um, and even by applying the program, I was able to get my first job in land acquisition for a home builder, a semi-custom home builder in the Valley. I later worked for a mixed-use developer. Uh, and then I, when I graduated, I worked for a company called RTI Property, where I rose to vice president of development. And I was involved with a huge variety of investment and development properties in 12 different states at one point. I was literally living the dream, flying around with my boss in a small plane, their jets, and, until the recession got me in 2019. So that kind of brings us to modern day, because that's kind of when I started my uh, development uh, career and um, or, or my consultancy, that is, and where I help other people that have uh, commercial properties, and they're not the highest and best use. So as licensed architect, uh, contractor, uh, broker, and developer, I'm able to help people hold their hands through the entire process and, and find out what they can really truly do with that existing property. That's awesome. Um, and so you have, I mean, you have a unique vantage point. You've been in the business a long time. Um, you've done a lot of business. Obviously, you have um, multiple angles that you're helping your clients from. Are there any trends in your in your neck of the woods in the industry that you care to comment on? Well, technology drives a lot of things, and we're trying to explore that more and more. Uh, you know, I'm not the foremost in technology, but I do pay attention to, you know, what is kind of, Going forward, I've involved a lot of meetup groups, and, and I try to learn about, you know, big data and, and you know, and, um, IE and how it's applying to um, making it easier for us to sell property, to build properties. I'm very fascinated about um, uh, modular construction and also sustainability in terms of uh, there's a new product, or I'm missing new, but it's called Mass Timber that I'm very excited about. Uh, this is an ability to find small pieces of wood, two-by-fours, and laminate them, glue them together, and create huge members that can hold, can be as strong as steel, and much a fraction of the price, a fraction of the time to construct, and it's something I'm, I'm exploring, very excited about, and I think Los Angeles is a little bit behind the times, but I know it's a big deal in the, in the, in the northwestern states, uh, near Seattle and Portland and Vancouver, and that's a technology that I'm hoping to uh, spearhead and help bring to Southern California with colleagues that are mine that are, are truly uh, invested in this and they, they want to bring it to the market. 
Wow, that's awesome. And like, and I mean, this is one of the one of the most interesting things to me in in real estate. And I, I guess if, I don't know if we put that under fintech or wh- where we want to uh, categorize that, whatever tech we want to add to it, is just how data is being used and and how fast change is happening, and how and, and how these how these um, entire networks and processes are really being disrupted by. And I don't. I, I don't. I don't know if I like to use the word disruption, but it's just they're just changing, right? Um, sometimes the word disruption sure. has that negative connotation, but to me it's positive. Um, but um, it, they're just changing, and it's changing at a, at a at a quicker pace and a more rapid pace. And to me, I mean, the end users and everybody concerned, they they just they just benefit typically. Yeah. Well, the more information in the consumer's hands the better the end result will be. And we're seeing that in uh, real estate transactions clearly with various websites that are trying to assist or, or even possibly eliminate the need for real estate uh, brokers and agents. I don't know if that's going to ever happen, but um, clearly the, the, the consumer has more advantage now of, of having access to the Internet and, and not only the Internet, but data that's provided on there that wasn't available just, just, just years and years ago. Absolutely. Um, so do you let, let's get a little bit more into MD3 property solutions. So if somebody's listening to this, they know you're you know you're, you're a development consultant, and they're thinking you know may, maybe they they should give you a call. What kind of clients do you typically work with? Geography, where where are you located in terms of what what kind of projects do you like working with? So somebody if they're listening to this knows that they should give you a call. Sure. Well, I, I work out of my home here in the South Bay, Redondo Beach, but uh, so my my territory is LA County. I have done projects in Orange County. Uh, but that's kind of where I like, I like to stay. I have a lot of contact and influence. Uh, I've got over almost 9,000 contacts that I can uh, lean on in terms of getting other people to assist me with projects and create a team, the appropriate team for the right project type. So anybody that's in L.A. County that has commercial property already and they just maybe they inherited it or they have it and they know it's not the best use and, and they've always considered trying something else, you call MD3 and I will walk you through the process. I'll do an investigation. I'll do the research. I'll find out what you can and cannot do with it. And it'll be your decision in the end. I have all the access to every type of architect, finance person, consultant, legal team, everybody I need to know, I already know. And we're ready and willing to assist you and make your project the best it can be. Can you give, and you don't, of course, not, not give names of clients or anything like that, but can you give an example of what would be a value add? Because sometimes people, I find, um, don't necessarily even know what's possible, so they don't even know if they need to give someone a call because they don't really have that concept. They just have their property. They're running it like normal. They're having the, you know, they don't really know if there's other possibilities. Can you give an example just to kind of jog everybody's thought process briefly? A couple of examples that come to my mind are, you know, rezoning where, in my community, there's a lot of large uh, residential properties that have huge backyards or huge front yards, and we're, we now have uh, what are called two on a lot, our ability to uh, knock down the existing home and add two larger properties where uh, more density would happen in a very positive and sustainable way. So that's, that's something I see locally in my own community, but when, if, a, if a company or our family has a property where they have a huge parking lot and clearly not used every day. That's a that's a tell. And a lot of uh, times our, our previous uh, planning and zoning codes called for an abundant amount of parking that is no longer needed because of the new technologies and of Uber and things like that. So we see that those properties are much more valuable than they're currently being used at. Those are great examples of, of opportunities for me to explore with you and sh- show you what could happen 
And uh, you'll be most people are just shocked and surprised when I start developing a design concept and, and show them the numbers and explain the profitability and the potential. And, and even if they don't have the cash or the money or the equity, we can find ways. There's a lot of people, there's a lot of money out there that's looking for a home to invest and to make a, a profit. And we can find a equal distribution of, of risk and reward for you and, and find the tolerance level you want to be at. So the answers are out there. I, I don't have all the answers, but everybody I know has all the answers. So I and I spearhead these teams, and uh, we find solutions to everything. That's why I'm the chief property solver. Man, you did not disappoint, MD3. I knew you were going to have a great answer, and those are two excellent examples. I knew of the first one, and I because I've seen it, I've seen it happening because I'm around your area too in Santa Monica, so not too far away. Um, but the second one, I, I hadn't even considered. You know, you have these huge parking lots people aren't using anymore. Where we, you know, Uber, other things, whatever traffic patterns change, other things. You see these empty parking lots, these big um, um, place, these big um, commercial um, buildings that could possibly change. Some zoning and uh, ask some other build opportunities. Um, great, great answer and great way to uh, to open up everybody's mind in terms of what's possible, um, even if they don't have that background and or that vision for what's there. So, no, great stuff there. So, uh, if somebody's looking for uh, more information or they want to connect with you, uh, what's the best route for them to reach out? I love for people to start by going to my website, which is md3propertysolutions.com. Or you can easily find me at on LinkedIn. Uh, just type in MD3, and I'm the first person to pop up. That's why I go with that nickname and that brand, and uh, that kind of defines who I am. I love it. It's great stuff. Uh, so I really appreciate you coming on the show today, MD3. Um, so it's been a pleasure. And uh, to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And uh, MD3, thanks again for coming on the show. 